0: One of the biggest questions I get is how to grow a podcast. And so I was super thrilled when I found Red Circle and their cross promotion service. So I had founder Mike Caden on the show and he shared how to find a cross promotion partner, how to create a great promotional ad and best practices so that any podcast can grow their podcast. So let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, <laughs> who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Um, everyone always asks me, you know, on social or otherwise, like, how do you grow your podcast? That's always like the biggest question besides how to start one. And um, I got an email from Red Circle's team about um, their service and I was really intrigued, uh, Mike, about your cross-promotion services. Obviously, we'll touch upon your other services, but we're going to deep dive. So uh, I appreciate you coming on, Mike. He is the founder of C- of uh, Red Circle, and it's a hosting platform. It has a ton of other features, which we'll kind of dive into, um, but I want to make sure that the listeners are getting some great actionable tips to learn how to uh, grow their network. Um, so what I do want to touch upon briefly, um, kind of like what Red Circle is and why you decided to bring that cross promotion aspect into it.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me. Red Circle is a podcast hosting company. Um, and we do hosting, but that's not our main focus. Mm -hmm. We find post hosting is, um, is kind of the base level thing that you need to do uh, to do anything interesting in podcasting. Yep. And so what we do is layer stuff on top of that. And some Perfect. of the unique things that we have are a fully automated advertising marketplace, which we can talk about, but also uh, and a listener payments platform, similar to say mm. Patreon, all integrated into your hosting. And then in addition to that, a cross promotions platform that lets you find other podcasts that are hosting on red circle and in a very streamlined fashion, um, you know, partner up with them to exchange cross promotional clips, um, without having to do all the little audio editing and, uh, 900 emails back and forth oh, yourself that the platform can coordinate the process and do the dynamic insertion of the ads and, and take them out when the campaign is done.
0: I love that. And to me, it's like, there are so many services out there and have to sign up for like a bazillion and learn them all. It's enough to make your head spin. So for you to like kind of layer all those services, that's really smart.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I mean, what we realized is um, that a lot of the friction and complexity that comes out of either um, running a podcast business uh, or, uh, or having a podcast of your own uh, comes from the fact that uh, most of the, the, exchanges and the commerce and the communication that happens between podcasters and advertisers Mm -hmm. and audience and any direction between those three groups, you know, they're all happening offline through email or social media and all these places. And so, getting a, a promotion swap done or an ad deal done, you know, this usually requires a dozen emails and a bunch of spreadsheets oh and some audio splicing and all that stuff. And you're coming into your hosting platform every week to upload your podcast anyway. You're looking at your analytics there, maybe yeah. more often uh, depending on your level of vanity. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, we, we figured, why don't we just put places, uh, put features in here where yeah. you are already um, to help speed the process? And then, in the case of a promotional ad, um, you know, for a cross promotion, um, you know, the ability for us to actually see the data about how big shows are, the ability to see the data about which audiences are moving around from one podcast mm. to another, and the ability for us to seamlessly, dynamically insert the ads themselves um, can really take the friction down and yeah. give podcasters uh, the data they need to to make a promo swap that really, um, that moves the needle for their audience, for growing their audience.
0: For sure. And to me, it's like, to reach out to someone like willy nilly, God knows who um, it's if you, you always have your barrier up, right, whether it's social or email, but it feels like when you're connecting with someone within a platform, I don't know, it just like drops that barrier. And it kind of feels like it's someone that you already trust. Um, I, it may not make sense. But, <laughs> but That's my mindset. Yeah, you don't have to trust
1: them. I mean, you, you can you can trust us. So That's one of the advantages because we are the hosting company that, um, that is serving these podcast episodes to Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. We know, you know, this show gets a thousand downloads or this show gets 500 downloads or whatever the number is. And so we actually only, let you cross promote in the platform with podcasts, not exactly the same size, but of a similar size, either a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, or that the makes same sense. size. And that way, um, you're not trusting that the person on the other end says, "Hey, we have you know 10,000 listeners. Um, this is going to be worth your time to do a swap with us." Uh, you know, we have the hard data and are making yeah. sure that uh, you can trust us that the the audience sizes are
0: accurate at least. That's a great point. So let's dive into the nitty gritty. Um, I mean, I know there's like podcast swaps, like if you have a podcast, Mike, if you had me on and vice versa, um, that to me is like a form of kind of cross promoting and and working together in a collaborative form. Mm. Um, So share with me what you mean by cross promotion and sort of like what that means within your platform as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, but the way our platform facilitates it is, let's say, you know, you have a podcast and it's a, a true crime podcast and you, um, cause we have a million of those um, yes. uh, and, and for whatever reason, people love them. It's not my thing, um, but Hey, uh, we listen to whatever you want to. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, if you are a true crime podcaster and you host your podcast with red circle, let's say maybe use some of our monetization features, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can go to our cross promotion marketplace and we will suggest to you other podcasts that are in a similar category mm. and of a similar size. But you can also browse the entire catalog of shows that are opted into our cross-promotion system. And you can click around and you can view these podcasts. You can see you know, their descriptions and listen to their episodes if you want. You can get a feel for whether this podcast is uh, is one that you feel kind of aligned to. And that yeah. might be a good fit for your audience to cross-promote. And then you click a little button and you invite them into a cross promotion. You can send a little message. Um, And then once that happens, you know, both parties uh, create, you know, a little 30 second or 60 second promotional clip for their podcast. They upload it to Red Circle. There's a little opportunity for you to message back and forth with the other podcast if you want, oh, hey, can you change the way you did this? Mm -hmm. It's too loud or it's too long or whatever. Uh, You can collaborate on dates. And you know, once both of those audio files are uploaded, both parties can press like an approve button to say like, we're good to go. And then Red Circle will take care of the dynamic insertion of those audio clips for Um, about two weeks, and then we'll take them out uh, when the campaign is done. And you can always run another one with the same person again, if you'd like. Um, And so, you know, there's lots of different ways to do, you can be a guest on somebody's podcast, you can um, do feed drops where you're putting an episode of somebody's podcast into yours.
0: Mm.
1: You know, uh, those are kind of some of the other tools. But for us, We use this like 30 second or 60 second, you know, audio advertisement for your podcast as what we built the system around. But, you know, if that works and you gain some audience from it, you know, then you can just maybe go offline and talk to that other podcaster about deeper integrations.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it sounds so simple, (laughs) which is like the best thing ever. So who would you say this is right for? It's like, you know, do you, is it, do you need, ah, (laughs) I have too many thoughts in my head is it okay for beginners or do you feel like someone needs to at least have 200 downloads per episode or is it just simply matching like podcasts
1: yeah it will help you find podcasts that are a similar size so if you're a brand new beginner there'll be a bunch of other beginners there okay. for you to do something like this with which might be a nice place to have a low you know low risk way to to try it out um if you're a little bit bigger then you'll have a choice to to work with podcasters that are a little bit bigger um you know i think The only reason that it might not make sense if you're a beginner to invest in cross-promotion is that, you know, you might be able to convince somebody to come and take a listen to your podcast through a promotion like this. But if your podcast isn't very good yet, then, um, you know, maybe they won't stick around and keep listening, right? So, you know, most of the time, I think focusing on growth um, Mm. probably makes sense once you feel like you have your content in a place where it's going to retain listeners who show up. You know people come to us just like they said, you said, people always are are asking you, you know, how do I grow my audience? Mm. And uh, there are lots of tools and techniques that you can do to work on that. But in the end of the day, the number one thing you can do to grow your audience is to produce really high quality content that people want to listen to and eventually tell their friends about. And so, you know, as much as we can help you know, bring bring you to uh new audiences, you need to make sure the content that you have is compelling and that people want to stick around and keep listening. Otherwise maybe they'll show up for a second and and then disappear.
0: That's a valid point. And I will add on to that is to have podcast episodes that are consistent. Um and you're right. It's like, you know, the first five episodes that you push out, they're inevitably not going to be your best work. (laughs) It's just, you have to like, just deal with that. Um, and you do get better with time, you know, and you tweak things, you tweak your intro, you tweak your interview style or whatever it may be. It's a, it's a living, breathing, growing thing. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I go back and listen to my, um, or, or read my my high school uh, essays they sound terrible but you know over the years I got a lot better and that's yeah. true in podcasting too you got to show up you got to keep working at it you got to get better at it um it, you may be a fun you know dinner table conversationalist but that may not be the right technique for uh, for for a podcast interview and so the only way to get better at it is to to do interviews and uh, and learn how to to do them well
0: yeah absolutely um so you were saying 30 to 60 seconds for, um, kind of like doing that campaign swap. So what is like a best practice is 30 seconds. and, And what do you say during that? Is it basically you're promoting, Hey, check out like this podcast. It's about this and this, and it's for these people and go here. Like what are the elements of a good promotion spot?
1: Yeah, great question. And we've done a little bit of experimentation around this. And again, because we have all the data, yeah, we can see, you know, hey, this IP address was listening to that podcast, and then after the the promotion, it was listening to the other one. We can tell a little bit about mm. how effective these campaigns are. Um, and uh, we've learned, you know, a couple things. And we've actually found that the difference between thirty second and sixty second spots for this um, use case that there isn't much differentiation, and so thirty seconds is probably sufficient. Um, And what you hear in these spots for the most part is, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, maybe you're cutting a couple of uh, five or six second clips from, you know, emotional, it depends on your show, emotional interviews or compelling part of your content to try to draw people in, Mm. maybe a montage with a couple little clips to help people um, understand what your show is about and how it runs, you know, and then, you know, a little bit of voiceover intro about the show's name and what it is. And then, you know, especially a, a strong call to action at the end, you know, Hey, if if this sounds interesting, come check out Mike's podcast, uh, wherever you listen, um, you can search like Mike's podcast, you know, some compelling thing to, you know, induce the audience to, to take an action to go find your podcast and potentially subscribe to it. Um, and usually all that takes 30 seconds and, you know, you want to get your audio editor out and get some good, you know, uh, cutting and good chops to, to make it sound good. A little background music, whatever makes sense Mm. for you and your content. Um, but uh you know you want to make sure it's uh, gets your point across quickly and then has a compelling cta at the end to try to convince people to to go search for uh for your show in and, and apple and and subscribe
0: so what we you were just saying um go look it up in apple what would you say is the best call to action like would you want them to go to the person's website where they can like check it out there and see all the directories or do most people hey search the podcast in general or search on iTunes what is the most popular
1: yeah i don't have any hard data on this one but yeah. i am an avid podcast listener i can tell you that and what i've noticed over time is that people have like become familiar with these kinds of promotional spot cross promos usually within a network and i think people are just starting to say you know search for and subscribe to you know Mike's podcast Wherever you listen, I think it's probably the best way to do it. There's too many different apps now, but you know, eighty percent of uh, of listeners are probably listening on Apple and Spotify combined. Mm -hmm. So you can say something like on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Um, But I think people like their podcast app and they know where to find podcasts. They're already listening to a podcast, so you don't really need to help them figure out where they know where they get their podcast from. And It's probably better to just tell them to go get it wherever.
0: Um, for sure, because I listen to it on like good pods and so you just search the podcast name, right? And everyone's got their own individual app that they listen to. And Lord right. knows there's a million of them. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, is there any like money swap between the um the two podcasts, or is it just paying for your service, or how does that part of it work?
1: Yeah so our, our service has a a free tier but I think you need to pay uh, to a not so free tier to to use the cross promotion system but it's mm-hmm. it's uh, co- prices are very competitive versus yeah. other hosting platforms um and uh in addition to that there's no like monetary exchange between the parties that are doing one of these promo swaps what, what we do wondering. is we will calculate the exact number of ad insertions for those promos so that they're Mm -hmm. even on both sides. So if one podcast is say twice as big, um, it will run for half as much time on that podcast Mm -hmm. as it runs on the other. So, you know, we'll, we'll calculate based on the show size, what you know, two weeks of insertions is on one of the podcasts. And we'll make sure the same number of ad insertions happen on the other podcasts as well. So it's always an even exchange, uh, even if the audience sizes are a little bit different. It's one of the advantages of us being able to yeah. do this dynamically. Um, so no money is exchanged today. It's definitely something we've thought about um, you know, a lot of other podcast networks that are larger use red circles, advertising platform to mm-hmm. run, uh, ads across our inventory, um, cause they don't want to do a swap. So that's an option as well. Um, but in, in terms of like sort of smaller or mid-sized podcasters, our marketplace is, is free as an exchange.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Um, And now when you dynamically insert, it goes into every episode. So if someone listens to a back episode, it'll be in there. Correct.
1: Yeah, that's what I figured. And podcasters on Red Circle can configure where within the content they want the ad to be inserted. So it could be, you know, 30 seconds in after you do a cold open, or it could be the very first thing people hear. Uh, You can control sort of where your cross promotions get inserted.
0: What's the best spot to throw the audio in?
1: Good question. I mean, I think the, um, uh, we've, we've done uh pre versus mid roll uh, experiments as well, and haven't found huge deviations in performance. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, it showed actually a slight benefit for pre-roll ads. Um, but the size of that experiment wasn't that large that I would call it conclusive. Maybe that just worked particularly well on the one podcast right. that we tested this on. um, But uh, so I don't think it matters too much, whether it's pre or mid, um, but uh, if you're, you know, the, the wisdom in the industry is that like, you know, when people hit play on a podcast, if an ad comes on right away, they still have their phone in their hand and they're ready to hit fast forward if they don't want to listen to it. And so, um, you know, even if you're doing a quote unquote pre-roll, you know, usually that could mean, you know, in the first minute or two and a lot of, uh, you know, professional podcasts and podcasters that use us. Um, You know, we'll have some content for the first 30 seconds to introduce what the episode is going to be about and sort of hook listeners a little bit before they go into a break for an ad or a cross promotion or something like that. And I think that's the best technique.
0: Yeah, that's good to know for sure. Um, So my logistic brain is thinking, okay, obviously we're talking and having a conversation, but the cadence of this conversation is different than one I had in five other episodes. So if you say you're going to throw the ad in at, I don't know, 15 minutes in, like it could be someone's mid sentence. Couldn't it? Like, how does that work? (laughs)
1: yeah, I mean, when you're the podcaster, you get to choose where where you want the ads to get inserted. So by default, we stick one in the very middle, but we have all kinds of warnings on the screen that tell you, like, hey, move this to the right spot. Oh. And so it's actually like a waveform editor, just like it would be on a uh, when you're editing audio and you can find the exact you know right spot within your content for the ad to be inserted.
0: So you would have to adjust that for all your past episodes.
1: For your historical episodes when you first join red circle we'll stick one all the way at you know time equals zero and one at the very end we won't put ones in the middle oh,
0: um, if okay. you want to
1: do that you know, you sit down with a cup of tea for your 100 episodes and, and go through and add <laughs> them yourself um, you know yeah it's not so fun but um if you if you don't haven't done that before uh, it's going to be worth it especially if you're looking to monetize those mid-roll advertising placements are definitely worth the the energy
0: yeah, for sure. I know so much to think about. Eh, when you're a podcaster,
1: <laughs> it's not as easy as it should be. Um, but uh, you know, it like any other medium. If you're a YouTuber or you're a blogger, mm-hmm. you know you can you can just show up to the mic and produce good content, and that's fine. But if you want to take it to the next yeah. level, you gotta you
0: gotta learn your craft and and really learn all the complexities of it. Absolutely. Do you have any tips for who you should approach to cross promote? Like for me, uh, just using it as an example because it's easy obviously I'm in podcasting. So would I think about like my avatar and what they're listening to as well? Or should I think of like, okay, what is my industry? Or because there's like not a bazillion podcasts about podcasting, right? So, But my avatar may listen to podcasts about marketing or podcasts about growing a business or like there's so many different ways you can go.
1: Totally. I mean, you definitely one of the things we do know from experimentation is that the alignment between your show's audience, its interests and the audience of the target podcast that you're trying to cross promote with is, is the most important thing in driving the success of the cross promotion. And you know, that just makes intuitive sense. If you yeah. are a, a, you know, a show about conservative politics and you're running on, you know, a, uh, you know, something of a complete different type of politics, then you're, you're, you're not going to draw a bunch of people over. Right. Uh, or if you're a show about true crime, you know, that doesn't fit super well with like, I don't know, sports because true yeah. crime tends to be more female leaning and sports tend to be more male leaning. So mm. you do definitely want to find um, find other shows where you think the audience is similar that's definitely the thing that will drive the highest performance of, Mm -hmm. of these promotions and drive real growth for you But, um, you know, you also people can sometimes be a little bit sensitive if the shows are sort of competitive, right? If your show is exactly the same as another show and you cover the exact same topics, uh, sometimes shows can be collaborative and sometimes it can be competitive. And so there's a little bit of ego stuff that happens in these uh, (laughs) in in these situations. And but, you know, very little harm in emailing someone to ask if they're interested, if they want to be rude or, or not do it. You know, so, oh, well, you know, next email. Um, but you're absolutely right that you want to think really hard about who you're chasing. If you, if you Mm -hmm. go after a promotion on a podcast, that's too different from yours, you could put in a bunch of time and energy into doing it well, but not actually see, you know, much in terms of results.
0: Yeah, for sure. A a bit of thought process that goes into it. And are are there any like best practices or mistakes that people make when they're reaching out to another person? Like, is there a certain script that we should be saying when we're reaching out or just, Hey, your podcast seems aligned with mine. Do you want to do a cross promotion?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you're authentic and you make it seem like this isn't just some generalized spam, <laughs> yeah. um, I think people will 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 be responsive. Um, you know, the, there are databases of every podcaster's email that exist out there. And so I'm sure you all are familiar with, uh, you know, sort of spammy stuff that's coming mm-hmm. into your inbox all the time. And so it's easy to miss those, uh, or, or miss the real ones. Uh, mm-hmm. if you come off as too automated, yeah. Um, or if you're actually sending it to a hundred different podcasts, it yeah. will come out as too automated. So just be thoughtful about that. If you're reaching out and sort of make sure, put a little time and personal touch into it for the. 10 or 20 podcasts that you care about the most so that um, you make sure people actually pay attention and respond.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. And yeah, being authentic and just like be a normal human being, I always say, <laughs> just be yeah. a regular Joe person. Would you? <laughs> um, so I know you gather like stats and you can see the other shows and what their downloads are and like if they're on par with yours kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to do cross promotion, do I need to host my podcast on Red Circle so that you can get those stats? Or are you able to get those stats even if my host is somewhere else?
1: Yeah. So to use our like automated cross-promotion system, you'll have to be hosted on Red Circle. Yeah. And the only other podcasts that you can use that automated ones uh, with are... are- our other podcasts that are hosted on red circle. Uh, The good news is there's quite a few of those. Um, You know, the bad news is that 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 could take a little bit of energy and effort to switch over. Mm -hmm. Um, The other good news, like I said, it's either free or competitively priced. Um, So uh, you know, people are sometimes a little bit reticent to move between podcast hosts because their analytics kind of get reset and there's like some emotional connection that people have. Mm -hmm. I've done 10,000 total downloads and I want to see that number continue to go up Um, so much. So actually that, we actually have a feature where uh, if you want to tell us how many downloads you had before, like in total from your previous hosts, we'll we'll get that added on on our end uh, so you can Ooh, keep nice. your running total going. Um, but other than that, the friction and, and risk of moving between hosts, if you even just know a little bit about what you're doing, is not as complicated or as scary no. as it seems. Our whole business is focused on not so much people launching new podcasts, but of podcasts that sort of graduate to a platform like ours. And so Mm. people onto red circle every day.
0: Yeah. I like how you said that graduate because you always start somewhere, but then you see other features and you're like, Ooh, that was good to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we tend to not have i I'm not supposed to say this because I'm supposed to, I'm the CEO of the company. I'm supposed to promote every single thing. That's amazing about the company. You know, we have one or two small features that we don't have that you might find on another podcast hosting company. And, uh, you know, what we found in practice is that the podcasters that have growing audiences and that care about um, the quality of their work and are looking to monetize or to grow, you know, usually the the small little feature that doesn't matter that much is not what they care about. They care about, mm-hmm. you know, can we actually succeed in growing? Yeah. Can we get the analytics that we need to understand that? Can we make money on this thing either through advertising or listener payments or by, you know, as a as a content marketing play to get people to my website? You know, those sorts of folks, I think, graduate from the beginner sites to um, to a, a distribution tool like ours. That's a little bit yeah. more focused and provides tools for growth and monetization.
0: Yeah. And I love how yours has obviously the basic hosting, but you also have the cross promotion for those kind of like mid-range podcasts. And then as you grow and you are able to take advantage of like monetizing on a bigger level, there's the advertising platform. Um which is really nice to have it all in one. So I, I don't want to do your uh, company an injustice. So can you kind of go through what services you have again, um, just so that everyone understands?
1: Yeah, sure. So we have regular hosting. And if you have one show uh, and you don't want to use any of the other fancy stuff, uh, it's free. So um, mm-hmm. that part uh, is compelling uh, on its own for a lot of folks. Maybe even you just have one old dead show and you don't want to pay $10 a month for it yeah. anymore. And you just want to park it somewhere where a great place for that to happen. You know, the dirty secret in podcasting uh, for hosting companies is that the main cost we have is bandwidth which means like larger shows that do a lot of downloads and you know the shows that have five hour episodes that do a million downloads a month, those are the ones that cost all the money mm-hmm. And um, you know somebody with a couple dozen listeners listeners that, uh, that doesn't get very much traffic, you know, cost essentially zero. And so we don't yeah. try to create a cost by, um, by charging for that. Um, and then, yeah, once you grow, then we start offering other services. So a couple of key things that we have um, in some of our paid plans. So first of all, we have just generic dynamic insertion tools. So forgetting about all of our automation for cross promotion and ads, if you just want to run your own, you know, let's say you just wrote a book and you want to you put um. an ad for your book across your whole back catalog, We have all the tools that let you do that with your own audio as well. And you can get super creative in there. There's folks that have like, choose your own adventure things going on. I don't even know how to describe. So you can get pretty complicated and pretty wild there. Um, And then we use that dynamic insertion technology to layer up to cross-promotion, which we've talked about, and then advertising. And before I talk about advertising, we also have a listener payment solution where if you want to put some episodes behind a paywall, Mm -hmm. you can collect a few dollars from your fans uh, in exchange for those exclusive episodes. Um, And uh, as it turns out, a lot of podcasters that are in the kind of like small to medium range can make a a quite a bit of money uh, with that technique versus advertising with advertising. You know, if you have a couple thousand listeners, maybe you can start to make date night money. Um, but if you can convince, you know, a couple percent of a couple thousand listeners to pay you $5 a month, well, that starts to add up, uh, you know, to, to more than date night money. Um, So that's a tool we have similar to say Patreon, but it's built into your hosting and there's some advantages there and that you don't have to upload your episodes in two places you can get your stats for your exclusive episodes right next to your regular ones Mm. and so there's some advantages there. And then yeah, the last bit is we have this advertising platform, and we do uh, both types of advertising. We do uh, programmatic ads, which are the kinds of pre-recorded ads that you might hear on, you know, Spotify or Pandora. Um, you know, those you just kind of turn on. You can tell us like I don't want political ads or I don't want pharmaceutical ads or whatever things you're uncomfortable with. Um, and then we just sort of take care of the rest, and the ads flow into your content, and you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, each individual listener uh, is getting a unique version of the episode. So they might not, if you download it today and then download it tomorrow, you might hear different ads from different brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's nice for the podcaster because you don't have to do any work. You just turn it on and it will pay you a check every month. And that's kind of that. Uh, the On the other hand though, you don't have total control over which advertisers are running on your podcast. You can X out these categories, but that's yeah. it. Um, and then we also do host read ads, which is that more typical podcast ad where the host is reading it and it's sort of in an mm-hmm. endorsement style. And the way that works is You know, we have a separate ad sales team that's going out to brands and agencies and selling ads across our network. And um, if you get an ad on your show, we'll just send you a note says, hey, you know, here's the deal. Here's the script. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here's how much you're going to be paid. Here's when it's going to run all the details of the campaign. You can say I'm in or that's not for me. Um, you know, if you don't want to do an ad for CBD or whatever thing is controversial that you don't have to do it, um, and you record the ad, you upload just the ad to red circle. And again, we take care of the dynamic insertion of that ad, uh, providing data back to the advertiser and then taking the ad out when the campaign's complete and putting the money in your bank account when the invoice gets paid. Sweet. That sounds like insanely easy. <laughs> <laughs> we try to make it easy. I mean, what happened was we we, we we built a free podcast hosting platform, a bunch of podcasts showed up and we said, Hey, let's go try and sell some advertising on this stuff. And um, it turns out that's like a nightmare. It's uh, a million emails and spreadsheets and yep. literal checks in the mail and just an insanity. <laughs> and we said, if we're going to try to pull this off and um, and do advertising at any kind of scale. We've got to automate as much of it as yeah. possible, and
0: that's what our platform is uh, designed to do. Nicely done. And nice. of course, uh, the best question is where can people find Red Circle and sign up? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's easy. You just go to redcircle.com. Um, red Circle, by the way, is a is a very uh, gentle allusion to the record icon. People don't sort of pick that up. It's oh, like oh, I was circle. just gonna
0: ask you that yeah we've had people ask if
1: it's like a communist it's like all kinds of people trying to figure out what it means but that's it's it's just the record symbol um you go to redcircle.com you can uh, you can find us on social media those are places uh, to find us and like i said it's free you can sign up and create a like a dummy podcast just to play around and see what we have um and you can there's a free trial if you want to play with some of the higher level features
0: yeah yeah awesome well i appreciate your your help with understanding cross-promotion I love hearing new opportunities that podcasters have, especially for those that are, you know, they've been doing it for a year, but they're not like, you know, John Lee Dumas clear, like, it's hard to get to that level. So it's like, you feel like you don't have those opportunities to kind of like grow your podcast at a higher level. So Mm. um, yeah, so glad I found you. Yeah.
1: I'm glad to to discuss it. And, and yeah, you know, that's really what it's all about is that you got to put in the time and energy to become a JLD. Uh, it takes energy to get there and it yeah. takes skills that only get built through experience uh, and through putting time and energy into yeah. the craft. So uh, you got to
0: keep going. That's the only way to do it. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.